hello there. You are listening to Jelly and Bean, and this is a show where we talk about all manner of geek topics, tech, movies, TV shows, games, and more. It's hosted by none other than Brandon Maines, an unlikely hero from the distant lands of the United States, and myself, Jelly, aka Daniel Farrellin, Apple fanboy with a heart of gold. Today is Friday, the 3rd of May, 2013, and this is episode 23. Hello, Bean. Hello, Jelly. Coincidentally, uh, 23 is my lucky number. That's a strange lucky number. Well, I guess it's kind of my lucky number. Well, I, I like to consider it my lucky number, see. Uh, okay, so it's your favorite number. Yeah. You, you, don't know, you don't necessarily know it's lucky yet. I'm pretty sure it's not really lucky because I think the last couple of times that I've been to the casino, and I'll be honest, it's not very often that I do go, uh, you know, putting it all on 23 has not worked out very well for me. <laughs> so there's that. Or, we, or when you felt the lottery and you just write 23 for each spot. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so well, look, I'm, I'm hoping that in this case, it will turn out to be my, my lucky number. And this episode will just magically be the episode that, uh, that means that we have, you know, hundreds of thousands of listeners all tuning right. into Jelly and Bean. It's it's where we we, uh, we break out with episode twenty three. Yeah, this is this is the episode, Bean. This is the episode. Well, you know, something does make this episode special. And and what's that? That would be that we have no follow up. It's true. That's that's uh, that doesn't happen very often. But would us talking about about having no follow up still count as follow up? I, d- have, I don't. Have we, have we ruined it already? I I'd, I'd, I'd like to think that talking about follow-up doesn't necessarily constitute follow-up so hopefully we haven't ruined it by talking about it well if if 23 is your lucky number then we haven't but if it isn't then it's gone people might as well just stop here well well look i think it's up to the listeners to decide uh it's it's you guys you guys have to decide whether or not 23 is actually my lucky number but you know that being said let's just let's just uh go go into it Let's All just right. get started. Well, the, the first bit of a conversation topic we have for today is the, uh, I don't know if you heard that Skype is now a browser plugin. I hadn't actually heard that until I saw it in the show notes. Oh. Well, now you have. Microsoft has essentially decided that they're going to try to do, um, try to have Skype work through Outlook. Uh, not not the application, but the Outlook.com, which is the I guess, new version of Hotmail.com. Yep. Um, so essentially, you have an Outlook account. You download a Skype plugin. It does magic stuff that plugins do. And you can make voice and video calls through Outlook, which is not all that different from the way that Gtalk works in, with Gmail. Because, right. it, you, know, you know, I don't know if you know, but it has the, it has the I think, the Gtalk voice and video plugin. Yeah. That that again essentially does the exact same thing. It lets you make voice and video calls to other people who have Gtalk. So it's it's not you know, Skype doing this isn't you know, it isn't uh, earth shattering. But it, it's it's an interesting uh it's an inter- interesting path for them to take. Um and, and of course, you know, this is because Microsoft bought uh Skype what last year? Early last year, I think. Yeah. And they haven't really done anything with it until until now, like uh, it's mostly been left, you know, to its own devices, which, and when I say devices, I'm talking, not talking literal devices there. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's been, it's been 
left alone uh, for the most part. Um, I mean, the the website I think changed a little bit to t- kind of take on a bit more of the Microsoft uh, style branding. But other than that, like they've continued doing their regular thing. Yeah, I mean, and there's been a bit of uh, a bit of connection. I think we we talked about it uh, one of the earlier episodes about. Um, you know, Microsoft kind of phasing out MSN Messenger and kind of moving everybody onto Skype. So, so there's there's been a tiny bit, but not not what you'd expect from Microsoft, right? Like it hasn't been you know like a giant rebranding of Skype or or really pushing it as as much as I guess as much as anyone was expecting. Yeah. Well, hopefully, hopefully this just means that we'll uh, we'll start seeing more Skype uh, kind of everywhere i mean skype skype is really the uh it's it's the video chat that everybody thinks of when they think of video chat right yeah well i mean skype skype is is it has become a verb the same way that google has <clears throat> indeed and so uh you know pe- people talk about skyping each other and stuff like that which is uh yeah it, it, it's right up there um so you know this this is just kind of the the next step in in making it even more ubiquitous, and I I suppose this this is probably a little bit uh a little bit kind of in response to uh, Google's uh, Hangouts probably yeah a bit because I, I I would I I think the majority of people who are using Outlook probably aren't using Google Plus indeed. So it's trying to say, you know, hey, look, we have similar features. Please don't go over there. I don't think anybody's going over to Google Plus. I don't yeah, think that's, that's a problem. I don't <laughs> think that's going to be a problem ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, good times. Good times. Well, well, hopefully some people do because Jill and Bean does have a Google Plus page. We do. We don't have. We we have we have a Google Plus page. I think we have one person following us. Maybe maybe yeah. a couple of people. Uh, so there's that, and and it's mostly us. <laughs> yeah, it's mostly us. It's the the two people that are following it is me and you. Yay! <laughs> uh, good times. So moving on, moving on. Uh, this week at WonderCon, they well not they the the uh, you know the 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 magical they dropped the trailer a new trailer for Pacific Rim. That that is the rob giant robot fighting monsters movie. Indeed. Now we talked a little bit about the first trailer, uh, or at least I did with with Tim um, back back kind of December. Uh, but this is a new trailer. It dropped. Yeah, it came out at WonderCon, uh, and it's it's got quite a bit more information in it, I guess, because the the original trailer was just kind of like okay, lots of robots. A couple of giant creatures and Glados, randomly. Right. Uh, and since then, like the only real like, there's not been a huge amount of news about this particular movie. Uh, I don't even know that there's been another trailer until now. But there, like the the only news that I remember hearing is that uh, that you know uh, that the the fact that the Glados voice appeared in that original trailer. Uh, was was not coincidental at all. So Del Toro uh, 
came out to basically say that that was a nod to Portal because they managed to get the actress that plays GLaDOS in in Portal in the Portal games uh, to play uh, to to basically do the voiceover for the computer stuff in uh, in Pacific Rim, and so they you know tweaked it a little bit the voice a little bit uh just specifically for the trailer to give it uh to as a kind of a nod to that and uh since then uh other other than that like there's nothing has really happened uh in but now we've got the new trailer so um i mean you've watched it what did you think i think it looks interesting it it, it I, I think it both excites me and kind of makes me go uh, all at the same time yep like there were parts where i'm like okay that actually looks better than I thought it would uh, just with, you know, kind of like the, I guess, robot fighting alien uh, thing, you know, yeah. scenes going on. But then it, I also looked at, you know, I don't, I don't remember, I don't remember what scene did it for me, but there's a point near the end where I was kind of like, oh, now it feels kind of cheesy. I, I think it was when they were like, we didn't expect humans to stand up and fight back. <laughs> That's a pretty good impersonation of the voice. I got to be Thank honest. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, like yeah. it's, it's very that's very stereotypical action/sci-fi movie. It really is. And it kind of yeah. feels to me like it's a cross between uh Avatar for the obvious reasons. Uh you know, because they mind meld with the with the uh with the robots um through memories or something. Which is right up there with you know reversing the reversing the capacitor of the electron flow in order to, <laughs> to blow up the alien ship. Indeed, uh, you know, so it's got that a little bit of that in there. It's got a little bit of uh, Transformers, you know, because of the giant robots uh, in there. It's got a little bit of Cloverfield and other various uh, giant monster movies like um, like Godzilla and and whatnot. Uh, right. you know, it's got all a little bit of all of that in there. It's, I guess it's probably got a little bit of uh, Iron Man in there because of the uh, you know the fact that they they control the suits. Uh, you know, it's also got a little mm. bit of Power Rangers. It does. It does have a little bit of Power Rangers. And then what is it? Is it? I want to say, is it Ultraman? Is that what I'm thinking of? Is that, that one I don't know. Ja- I think it's a Japanese show about a. Okay, I'm just. I'm gonna look this up. You keep talking. I'll, I'll I'll just keep saying mm-hmm every now and then, but I'll, yeah, I'll okay. be looking this up. Okay, fine. So mm-hmm. in it, it <laughs> <laughs> so I like I, I really feel like a like I'm getting a ver- a mashup vibe from this particular uh, from this particular trailer. Uh, it's like it just really does feel like a mashup of a whole bunch of different movies. So I'm I'm not. I'm not really sure about this yet. Uh, I remember talking to Tim about this. Uh, De- Del Toro is one of is, is, well, is basically his favorite uh, film director ever, uh, and he was very very excited about the fact that uh, he's going to be bringing out a new movie. It's also got like and it's got a few people in there uh, that you know are, I think are Del Toro uh, regulars, right? And uh, one of them is uh, Ron Perlman, the guy that played uh, Hellboy. Hellboy, number of other other uh, things that he's he's also played. Uh, usually, is uh, seen in lots of makeup. Uh, is currently starring in uh, Sons of Anarchy, I think. So he's in there. I don't know how big his role is. He flashed up on screen for like all of two seconds, uh, but he's got one of those faces that you kind of go, "Oh, that's you know, that's Ron Perlman." <laughs> uh, and 
Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't really know how I feel about it yet. I guess I guess uh, I'll probably end up going and seeing it because it's just one of those movies that looks like it's going to be a bit of fun. Uh, Del Toro has usually done fairly good films. I'm trying weird to think films, anything. but good films. Yeah, usually they're, they're, they're a little weird. He did Pan's Labyrinth, uh, and he did, obviously, did the, the, uh, the Hellboy films. Um, he's... He's done other things, but I cannot tell for the life of me tell you what they are off the top of my head. Well, Julie, that's why we have this thing called the internet. It's true. It's true. We can look it up on IMDb, <laughs> the magic website. Um, to, to answer my my question from before, I didn't mean Ultraman. Ultraman's a Japanese show about. Um, I, I'm I'm gonna. It's probably not what it's about, but I'm I'm gonna summarize it as. Uh, giant monsters and this guy that can turn into a the same size with them beat him up type stuff so right. a, a giant monster fighting that, that's probably what it's about it's good enough yeah it's so close. so similar so look it's uh i mean i'm i'm not like wowed by it or anything like that i mean i'm kind of like ooh that looks cool a little bit uh, but there's nothing in there that's really making me kind of sit up and take notice at this stage. So I, I guess we'll uh, we'll see how we go as we get closer to the release date because it's it's coming out uh, mid July, about July twelfth. I don't okay. know whether I don't know whether whether that's going to be the case uh, here in Australia, but that's the that's the trailer uh, that was the date on the trailer. Um, so you know it's probably gonna probably gonna be around then for us, maybe, maybe. Yeah. And then we'll get to see the humans take the fight to the aliens. <laughs> Stand up and fight. So, uh, in other movie news, um, I'm sure you have seen movies in IMAX, yes? Given that you're from the from the States, that makes I, sense. I've, I've seen a few, yes. Uh, I mean, IMAX is pretty much everywhere in the States. Uh, <laughs> almost every other cinema, uh, possibly all of them have, have at least an IMAX uh, screen available there for watching various different films. Uh, it's not really the case here in Australia. We have kind of we have uh, IMAX theaters that are kind of littered everywhere uh but you can't like just go down to your uh to your local theater like cinema and and uh choose a, to choose to watch one on on IMAX uh we have uh, we have some other technologies that are kind of similar like extreme screen and stuff like that but nothing uh nothing that's really kind of up there with IMAX uh or you know that has the same kind of name recognition as IMAX Right. Right. So, uh, while I was in the States last, I watched a couple of movies on IMAX, uh, and one of them was The Dark Knight, and it really is, it's like, it's just, like, it's full on, like, the whole experience is, is crazy, right? Yeah. Uh, well, it also screen. helps with, with movies like that, where I think uh, Nolan has, with, with his Batman movies, he actually has filmed certain scenes in, like, with IMAX cameras. Yeah, yeah. So, so that the, they're made for that viewing. Right. As opposed to, you know, other movies which are made for normal viewing and then just kind of put on IMAX. Yeah. So, you know, the, but I mean, it, it is just like, it's a, it's incredible, the difference. Like it's like the, the, uh, the screen is huge. The sound is deafening. Uh, and it's just like, it's 
I don't want to say immersive because they th- that's the sort of words that they use when they uh when they like market IMAX to you, right? They're like, oh, it immerses you in the film <laughs> and stuff like that. I don't want to say immersive, but there's really kind of not really another word for it. It's like it, it, it kind of, it doesn't really allow you to kind of escape the film while you're watching it. You just kind of, you're kind of right. there and you just, it's just like, dang it, you'll take notice and you'll like it. Uh, look, I, I, I quite enjoy watching films on IMAX I got to be honest uh and now IMAX is doing something new and it's not for cinemas it's for your house okay like which is already. which is kind of convenient given that you're building a house right now that's true and you know an IMAX theater room I think would be the right way to go Yes. So they are doing what they are calling IMAX private theater. And uh basically what they do is uh it's a service where they uh they design and build a like a a, th- a theater, like a movie theater in your home. Uh and it's like custom designed for you and everything like it's like it's a full on service. Uh it includes uh, a proprietary state-of-the-art dual 4K projection system. So 4K is the is the quality of the of the of the uh, the video. So you know uh, most like TVs these days are like HD 1080p or whatever. Yeah, 4K full, is full HD is technically what we're calling it. Yeah, nowadays. yeah. So 4K is like massive compared to that. Like it just it dwarfs uh, full HD completely uh and so you'll be able and you'll also be able to watch films in both 2d and 3d if you so choose because it's a dual projection projection system so they can do that uh it also comes they also do a like a custom surround sound system and it's like and it's not just like uh you know speakers that you set up as a surround sound that you buy down at jb hi-fi or anything like that these aren't like home stereo speakers these are like full-on cinema uh speakers and cinema equipment uh so it's it's like a it's it's essentially it's like an actual movie theater inside your house like it's that's exactly what it is uh it's not one of these it's not you know just something that you set up yourself it's a it's an actual movie theater uh with all the tech and, and and stuff that comes with that so it's really it sounds really cool right yeah definitely I'll take two. So it, the the benefit of it as well, if you if you decide to take them up on this uh, on this magical offer, uh, one of the benefits is that uh, you get maintenance and support services from them, twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, three hundred sixty five days a year. So if on Christmas Eve at three o'clock in the morning, uh, for some reason your one of your speakers is not working. And you just have to watch a specific movie as soon as possible. You can call them, and they will uh, they will give you support and and fix the problem uh, with. And they have a five minute response time, so they like they will literally pick up the phone as soon as you call. Well, that's good because I I have a yearly tradition of I watch you know it's a wonderful life at three a.m. Christmas Eve. Good. So I mean this is perfect for me. Yes, this is this is perfect. So 
obviously this sounds like a really really great uh system like it it does it's like it does to anybody who re- loves movies right uh because the, the the tech tech behind it is uh is i guess second to none uh and because it's all the it's all the actual like the actual equipment that you would be watching uh at an IMAX theater it's it's like it's just like there's nothing there's um you you're getting the same experience and you don't have to you don't have to deal with uh annoying people you know in in the back row uh pointing little laser pointers at the screen like you sometimes get right uh or you know or s- some kids a couple of rows down uh you know making all sorts of crazy noises throughout the movie uh you don't have to deal with any of that you get the the whole benefit with you know uh, of uh watching something privately now uh i i know you're interested in this i know you're very interested in getting one of these so uh yeah, I, if... I have my credit card out i'm ready excellent excellent so th- this is going to cost you anywhere between 1 and 2 million dollars Oh. Mm. <laughs> this uh, this uh, this quite a credit yeah. card debt. Yeah, hun, yeah. uh, we might have to save up for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, like you're not just getting this this stuff for you know on the cheap. Uh, it's it's relatively expensive, uh, and it's only open to particular like to select clients uh, at the moment is what they're saying. Uh, yeah, which clients I, who have two million dollars to spend on a well, private IMAX theater. Well, no, not even that. I believe that they're they're really being very select about who they're doing it for at the moment. I guess it's it's their you know getting started because I mean they're designing a a, a full on theater for your house, so you know that that sort of thing can would obviously take uh, you know months uh, to do to do well, and so you know they're they're doing. Uh, each each of these installs is going to take a, a, quite a long time. So I my 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 guess is that they will be doing them for uh for places like uh movie studios because you know they don't have their own uh IMAX theaters they just have I mean they have like screening rooms for for watching uh dailies and stuff like that well in right. like now they can have them set up as uh as IMAX screening rooms if they if they so choose uh and probably some people who you know who have uh can pull the the right strings i guess uh so if you've got a couple of million just kind of sitting around uh you may still have to wait even though you have the money to pay for this and if you do have the money to pay for this i would very much appreciate one in my house thank you <laughs> well, uh, we can start it we can start a kickstarter we'll start Hope a kickstarter being yeah. get- Get a uh, IMAX installed in their in their homes in their in their basement, and yes. actually, and and also have a basement installed. Yes, that's true. <laughs> um, so I I like the sounds of this. Obviously, it's it's kind of it's not going to happen not going to happen for me anytime soon. I don't have two million at all. At not even not even not even close. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm fairly certain that even if I sold my house, I would still not have two million dollars. Uh, in fact. I'm not even just fairly certain. I am very certain. <laughs> uh, so you know, it's uh, you know, it's, it sounds great, and uh, hopefully, this means that um, this sort of this sort of equipment will actually, uh, because of the you know demand and all that sort of stuff, will will come down in price, and eventually, will be a little bit more affordable for for regular Joes who have less than a million dollars, like say me. Uh, obviously, it's Most not going to be. I think. Obviously, it's never going to be the sort of thing that you go down to JB Hi-Fi and just buy yourself an IMAX outfit. 
But yeah, because uh, how would you get that home? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You'd need a truck uh, to 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 get it. Or I guess you could get it delivered. JB Hi-Fi do delivery. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, good. yeah I, I guess that's true. You've I think you've solved all the problems there. I've solved all the problems. <laughs> all right, I can get one now. Uh, so look, uh, it, it's it's interesting. It's interesting. Obviously, it's not. It's it's the sort of a, a dream system, and uh, you know, my my uh, dream house has has a definitely got a, a like a cinema uh, screening room in it. Uh, yeah, but, right next to the bowling alley, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but you know, obviously, that's that's a while off for me, and uh, the IMAX uh, theater is even further away. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now I'm sad. <laughs> <laughs> But for those of us who don't have uh, that sort of money, Microsoft is working on something. Yes, and, and not only enough, it involves a projector as well. Indeed. And possibly not $2 million. Uh, let's hope not. Yeah. So um, Microsoft recently, like I, I've actually, I saw this part of this video um, when CES was happening, the Consumer Electronics Show. Um, but this is kind of a bit more... Uh, into it. It's, it's Microsoft's uh, Illuma Room. Yeah, I, I think we talked about that earlier on this year. Yeah, so they, they've kind of put out more, I guess, I guess a, a further demo of it. So okay. not just, look, this is working, but like these are all the details of how it works and this is all the stuff it can do. Right. And it looks awesome. I I, I can't necessarily say I'd, I'd want one because, you know, like it would, it would, I think it would take a bit for it to actually work as well in real life as they have it for for demos and stuff like that yep um but just for for a recap if or for uh what, what would you call it if it's not a recap if they haven't heard about it before for an introduction or a recap depending on if you've heard about it before how about that yep depending on um, whether you listen to the episode where we talked about it that's true uh it is essentially a projector <laughs> taped to a connect just, and just they just like just gaffed yeah. it on there just... well if, if if you watch the video they actually show that's pretty much what they have like they have right. a connect sitting on top of a projector right um i i mean i, I think their their plan is to eventually get it to be all sort of a all-in-one device something that but you can I, actually uh buy and and not feel like you just bought something from some really dodgy person on ebay yeah, exactly um so what it does is, is the connect is there. So, you know, say, say you're sitting on your lounge and you're looking at the TV and you have the coffee table in front of you. This device is supposed to sit on the coffee table towards your TV. So with its projection going away from you. Yep. So the connect portion of it sees and, and reads, I guess, what's in front of you. And, you know, so like where your cabinet is, where your, where your TV is, you know, where, you know, where everything is in the room. Yep. And then it uses that to project project certain information. So, say you're you're playing, you know, uh, you're playing uh, Mario Kart, and you're on the level with all the snow. Yep. Well, if if you stop, the snow's going to pile up in front of your your furniture. Huh. So That's it'll, cool. it'll project snow, and it's not just going to be like oh anywhere. Like it'll literally be right up against it, and then as you start to move, it'll flow back, and you know. Uh, the projection will, you know, obviously make it look like the snow's coming at you and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but but it, it's neat because it's not, you know, it's not just I'm showing images on there, but it's it's a, I'm actually fitting it to your room. 
Yeah, so it's not it's it's not just like a regular old projection. It's actually, uh, it's making like it's it's taking the 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 shape of the room and the the furniture that's in the way and everything into into consideration as it does that. Right. Um. So like and. Like the video is actually pretty good, and it says and it says in the video that none of it's been edited. Like that's this is exactly what you'd see. So it's it's pretty interesting, um, and and they have a, a first person shooter that uses an example, and so it has things like, um, you know, you, you shoot the the exploding barrels that are in every first person shooter that you know are going to explode, and you see like you know fire effects show up on your wall, right, and like pop out of the TV, and when when you fire bullets, the the casings you know pop it again pop out of the tv as well so like it's it's an interesting and it's one of the things that they said they said that it doesn't necessarily need to be coded to use this like obviously certain things like that would you know like if you want to just the the barrels explosiveness to show up or just shell casings but it's got an ability essentially just to give you a a wider Mm -hmm. field of vision yeah yeah so they can just basically utilize the stuff that's not out. That's basically just a slightly out of uh, out of frame uh, on in the you know quote camera because obviously it's all rendered, not necessarily right. filmed. Yeah, uh, no, it sounds really then, cool. Yeah, and then it also has effects like um, I want to call them like a, the Stargate effect. So you know you can get like the room kind of shimmers and stuff like that depending on what's on on the screen. Yep. Yep. So, so to, to to fit to fit along with the IMAX, it's one would say it would be immersive. I would say that it's probably more immersive than an IMAX. Uh, IMAX is just it's just you know bigger and louder, uh, whereas this is actually kind of taking steps towards making uh, making a whole room feel like you're like feel like you're in the room. So this is kind of, in a way, a step towards virtual reality, while you sit on your couch. <laughs> Exactly. In a way, uh, and you know, and it's it's, it's a little bit it's like uh, we've I think we've mentioned a couple of times the the Oculus Rift, uh, which yeah. is the which is the the goggles the like the ski goggles uh, approach to virtual reality. So it's uh, for those who haven't heard us talk about this before, uh, it's basically a virtual reality uh, headset that is made out of ski goggles. And uh, a couple of uh, screens, uh, you know, taped to them. And in fact, yeah. I believe that some of the early models of of said uh, device was made out of ski goggles and a couple <laughs> of screens actually gaff taped to them. Um, the idea is that you wear it on your head, and you uh, you can actually. Uh, like you turn your head and you can see, you know, the the camera and stuff follows where, where you're looking and stuff like that, uh, which sounds really cool. The 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 stuff that I've uh, kind of followed on it and a mate of mine who's actually uh, who actually managed to get like get an early early one. Uh, the 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 feedback is it's really really cool, but it makes you feel sick, motion sick, yeah. because you're not really, uh, it's like your brain is kind of like, okay, I'm in this environment, but I'm like, and I'm walking, but I'm sitting, I'm confused. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's one of those things where it like, because your body is doing something different, it's a, it's a little weird. And, uh, and yeah, like there's a, like, there's a few other things like, you know, the fact that the screen quality on that is not, is not particularly great. Uh, but that's one, that's one direction that they're taking virtual reality. And, uh, and the Illumi room is, uh, is Microsoft's, uh, seems to be Microsoft's attempt to do the same sort of thing, uh, without having, having you 
like strap things to your head and and do that sort of stuff. So you can just basically yeah. sit, play your Xbox like you would normally play it, uh, or use the Connect if you've got two of them, I guess. Yeah, see that that's the thing that I this I don't think this would mesh too well with exist the existing Connect structure because think about it, you'd have to stand in front of the projector. Yeah, which means that there would be a, a gap where you were. Yeah, yeah. No, I can see. I can see what you mean there. Um, obviously, like the the the, the idea behind this is uh, is something that needs to be kind of perfected, and maybe you won't be able to use like use it with connect type games, uh, where you know up and standing and jumping around and throwing your arms and legs and whacking people. Uh, you know, and as much fun as that is, uh, obviously this is something that's different. But I, I guarantee you that this is something that they're going to be working towards. So. Uh, because you know that's that's essentially the 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 best kind of uh of virtual reality you can have something where you can actually stand up and do the walking and it walks you around yeah. uh and uh and because it's something that you can you can kind of do without having to have uh wear like a giant head headpiece uh it's something that is immersive without being um intrusive yeah, yeah, and you don't have the feeling of having some, you know, some enormous piece of of tech kind of uh, taped to your head, uh, which which can feel a little a little weird. Uh, so, look, I I think I think that this is an exciting direction to 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 go. I think I like the idea of the Illumi room better than say the Oculus Rift or any of the other uh, kind of tech that's being worked on at the moment. Um, yeah, well, well, I've heard someone describe this as the first step to the holodeck. Yeah, yeah, no, that's that's a very good uh, an exa- a good example. Uh, obviously, you know, there's there's stuff that's in the holodeck that's uh, that's not currently possible, like matter that they can actually pick up, uh, you know, and and handle. Uh, but you know, this is definitely the first first step towards having a having a room that you can kind of walk around in, uh, and and. Uh, and be somewhere else, I guess. Yeah. Well, hmm. and really, you know, maybe I'm thinking this wrong, but you know, you put it, you put enough of them in a room, all facing different directions. You might be able to cancel out any of the, you know, person walking around blocks one signal because you got three others. Yeah. Replicating it, so you know, it it could lead itself to, um, I guess, kind of maybe you know, virtual reality rooms in a way. Yeah. Yeah. So one day, instead of having an IMAX theater, you'd you'd have one of these installed in your house, and you'd have a room that you could walk in and and uh, and actually be immersed. It would be actually immersive, as opposed <laughs> to just giant screen where they say it's immersive. <laughs> uh, I and, and probably cheaper as well because like um, Microsoft isn't go is isn't in the uh, isn't in the business of making things that people like regular Joes can't afford. Except for right. maybe the um, except for maybe for that uh, big tabletop computer that was the Surface before the Surface yes. was the Surface. Yes, that was like eight grand, I think. Yeah, so it was it was expensive, and it had a had it was basically a giant uh, computer screen that you could touch and do things, and and also was a table. <laughs> because you know, I I I like to use my computer as a table as well. That's true. Mm. Who doesn't? Indeed. Well, speaking of uh, pieces of technology that you wear on your head, let's talk yep. about Google Glass. Ah, uh, Google Glass. 
So I I, I, f- I feel like, and uh, I know that you've got you've got some actual stuff to talk about this, uh, but I've I've been I've been kind of uh, keeping an eye on the on the on the stuff that's coming out with it, and I'm getting less and less interested in it. Yeah, like, I know it, what you... yeah. I know what you mean. Well, because there's nothing. Re- no one's really coming out and saying, "Look at this awesome thing I can do with glass." It's kind of like, "Oh wow!" It's kind of like, "Oh, I took videos." Right. And that's about all we've seen so far. Yeah, and and last time that we talked about it, I think uh, we we talked about how uh, basically Google was opening up uh, for for people to uh, to basically beta test uh, beta test the hardware, uh, and so you know the you, you could you could. Um, basically opt to like tweet or, or Facebook them uh with, with what you would do if you had Google Glass. Right. And uh and you know and from that they chose a whole bunch of people uh where you had the honor I guess of uh travelling to wherever they're based, Mountain View or wherever wherever it was, uh to to buy a like a, a Google Glass for fifteen Hundred dollars, but you had to actually go there, so it would actually cost you a lot more if you were uh, international, I guess. Right. Uh, so that yeah, so so you know you had that honor, and yeah, basically, uh, you know that that kind of caused some uh, some some waves, I guess, uh, in it. But that that was that was a few weeks ago now, and there's nothing like, and you know we've we've seen we've seen pictures and stuff that have come from it. Uh, because you know now people are using it. We've seen we've seen some of the uses that it's been like designed to be used for, but what we haven't seen is anybody coming out and saying, "Oh my god, this is amazing!" When this arrives, you guys have to get it like now. Yeah, yeah. Because hmm. <laughs> essentially, all we've seen is the same thing you we'd see if someone taped a smartphone to their face. You know, it, it's <laughs> it's it's pictures and and videos. If if somebody taped a smartphone to their face, we would see like videos and pictures of some guy with his smartphone taped to his face because everybody would be like, "What the heck is that guy doing?" And that would be more interesting than the it would be way more interesting. Glass so far, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think you, you pretty much hit it hit it right on the head. Is that the, the, there's nothing exciting about this yet, right? You, you know, sh- sure. The the exciting thing might be hidden down there, and someone just needs to come out and say, "Oh, I've got this great idea," and here it is, and everyone's going to go, "Oh, yeah!" I mean, everyone goes out and spends fifteen hundred bucks and buys it, and then buys two just in case you know one breaks. Yep. But at this point, there's there's, there's nothing really there. Yeah, and I mean, this that doesn't that doesn't kind of speak for the the future of that particular technology. I can I can. I can quite easily see the benefit of having something like this. Uh, but at this point in time, it's just like, there's nothing that would kind of make you want to go out and, and purchase one. And like, nobody's come out and, and uh, really made that kind of clear to, you know, to anybody. Uh, I, th- I mean, that that very well could be because they're under some sort of uh, NDA and they can't, they can't really talk about it in that sort of way, which is weird. Right. Uh, why? Why would you want that to be the case? Uh, but yeah, it's 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 just one of those things. I'm like I, I've I've felt like it was. Uh, I feel like it it was it was very cool as a concept, but in practice, it's it doesn't seem to be uh, kind of living up to that expectation. I guess. No, I agree, and they, they've actually uh, there's been a bit of an issue about it as well. Uh, not lack of cool things to do it, but just issue with glass in general. Um, yep. 
some guy who, who normally, uh, I guess, I guess we'd call him a smartphone hacker. Yep. Um, I believe you mean Sarek. Is that his name? I think so. Yes, you're right. Or Sork. However you want to say yeah. it. However you want to say it. S-A-U-R-I-K. Yep. Also known as Jay Freeman, if we yep. want to say his actual name. Um, he, he used a uh, exploit that was found in Android, you know, uh, late last year to take control of a Google Glass. Like, all he ne- he just needs it for a couple of minutes and he's got full control of it. And he, he essentially what he can do is see everything that the user sees or and hear everything that the user hears. Um, so that can be, you know, uh, you know, pin codes for things you enter in online, you know, all your Google information, uh, physical things you do as well. So like, it, you know, if you go to your job and you have to type in a code to get into a secure area, this, this, you know, person will be able to see it. If you are in a club where you have a secret handshake. That exactly. Assuming you look down at your hands when you do the handshake. Yeah, that's not, true. Yeah. Not into the eyes of your other club member like you should. Yep. Well, they have to be able to. They have to be able to tell that you're serious about this. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it's one of the things that there's a bit of effort involved to even get to that point. Like they'd have to actually have your glass for a couple minutes, but you, you know, easily you could be showing it to people, and then you know, it just kind of goes around the room for a couple minutes, and you know, unless you're staring at it, watching it, you know, these kind of things could happen. Yep. Or, or just like you know how there's every 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 mall, uh, every you know shopping center has has one of these, uh, like a like a little um, third party phone repair place. Yeah, that usually looks relatively dodgy, but um, you know I, I I've never used one, so I can't really could, I can't really you know claim whether or not they're actually good or bad or anything like that. But uh, just you know just handing something like that into a place like that uh, is would would be would be very uh, easily like it's it's very easy for them to just you know uh, do it in the in the name of you know oh I fixed I fixed your problem kind of thing, right. Hmm. Yeah, so I mean this this opens up a, a lot of uh a lot of privacy uh implications uh not just for the people wearing the glass but also for the people that you know kind of are interacting with them uh because obviously you know you know some some people uh don't want to be uh, like uh, don't want to be caught on camera or anything like that and this is the sort of thing where uh it could it could very easily happen uh it, and you don't necessarily even need to be wearing the glasses for this sort of thing to 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 be the case like you know if you uh you know if if you're with you know somebody and you decide to you know get in there and have sexy times uh and so you take your glass off and you put it on the bedside table and uh and just so happens that somebody is actually recording <laughs> the entire thing right. from your bedside table uh it's got nothing to do with whether or not it's it's actually uh on you it's completely up, like it's basically just open for anybody to you know watch what's going on right which is kind of scary scary yeah. and not just because of sexy times but because of anything i mean just any any privacy not doesn't matter what you're yeah. doing 
Yeah, but I mean, sexy times is probably the the, the most is the probably the worst. Uh, you know, it would be the worst uh, result of this is for some you know some sort of sex tape to leak its way onto the internet. You, um, you just want to see how many times you can say that in in one episode of uh, Jelly and Bean, I, aren't you? I do. I'm just I'm just trying to say sexy times a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically my favorite words phrase. Right, right up there with your favorite number. Yes, twenty three. We're we're learning a lot about you today, Jelly. We are, we are. Sexy times and twenty three. Twenty three sexy times. In a row. <laughs> Good on you for the same. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh yeah. So look, I mean this like like I said, like this is uh, the the whole idea that this is uh can be hacked is is very scary and it just kind of means that uh it it, it means that People are going to be a lot more uh, careful about whether they buy them or not. Like they're not just going to buy them and then you know and continue to use them and just be very careful about how they use them. They're just going to not, not buy them, right? Because at this yeah. point in time, with the combination of there's nothing special about them that makes them really, really uh, like the sort of you know, oh, I really want that. Uh, Combining that with the with you know the fact that you, somebody could basically hack into it you know given a couple of spare minutes with your with your device, uh, it just it could very easily mean that you you suddenly your privacy goes out the window, yeah. and uh, and people's answer to that would just be straight up, I'm not going to buy it. it just seems it doesn't seem safe. Yeah, especially especially for fifteen hundred dollars. Yeah, it's not the sort I, of thing I think that you. That... I, I think if it was, and and again, who knows what it's what it's actually going to be once they, you know, or if they release release it to the public. But I think people aren't going to spend that sort of money for something with 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 risks and with nothing nothing that special about it. You know, I, I think if it was cheaper, people would be willing to kind of go. Oh well, maybe I'll find something interesting, or I just want to try it. You know, yeah, you know, they might be willing to spend a couple hundred bucks rather than you know a grand and a half. Maybe, but I mean, this is it's, this is not tech that's ever going to be. Well, it's not going to be anytime soon. Like fifty bucks or even a hundred bucks, right? Uh, it, I mean, it's not the sort of thing where you can you, like you, you can't put a SIM card in it. We talked about that last time uh, when we talked about the the, the actual specs. It doesn't take a SIM card. It has to be hooked up to Wi-Fi to be actually uh, accessible to the internet. So it's not the sort of thing that you can get on a phone contract, for, for example, because right how would that even work uh it's the sort of thing where you actually have to literally go out and pay the money for it um and even if they kind of uh subsidize it with ads or something like that which i which you know for instance uh amazon has done uh quite successfully with their with their kindles you know you can buy it you can buy a cheaper kindle uh if you if you agree to basically have have ads displayed uh you know, even if they do that, it's still going to be like a couple hundred bucks, three, four hundred bucks. Like I, I can't, ex- I can't imagine it going any lower than that. Right. And even that sort of a price range is not the sort of thing that people are going to go. Oh, yeah, no, I'll just, you know, I'll just throw money at that. That's, you know, that's fine. I, I, uh, I'm not going to miss. You know, I'm not going to miss that. You know, people will miss two hundred bucks, and especially like they're, they're certainly going going to be, you know. Kind of second guess whether or not they're going to to you know spend that money if uh, if they're not going to feel safe about actually wearing them. Right. Um, so yeah, you know, it's it's uh 
it's not looking good for Google Glass right now. I, I think that's pretty much the, what you can take away from that. Yeah, and but I think again with with most things like this, me and you are both we're willing to be surprised. We want to be. Oh yeah, totally. I do. I do. Like I, I think I think we both like the the idea of Google Glass. Like it, you know that there's you know we kind of have all, all sorts of visions of what you know what we wish it would do. Yep. And if it came out yep. like that, I think I think we'd be happy. But it's just it's well, not just, looking like it so far. You just have to look at uh, some of the some of the videos and stuff that can, have come out. And uh, the one that I'm thinking of right now is a Telstra one, actually, randomly, uh, where they kind of explored uh, future technologies and stuff like that. And some of the uses that you can like that you could you like uh, you can put you know this sort of technology to. Uh, are really cool. Like just, you know, simply being able to see like a to-do list or something in kind of out in the corner of your eye uh, as you're working so that you can kind of uh, have that at a glance, uh, you know, having while, while you're on, you know, while you're driving, you can be looking at the road, but there in the corner of your eye is, uh, you know, it is the speed that you're currently going so that you can, you kind of uh, keep an eye on that a lot, a lot easier than, you know, looking down at your dashboard every now and then. Um, right. You know, there are some really, really cool uses for this sort of technology with, with you know, augmented reality and stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, that sort of stuff isn't yet going, isn't going to be available yet and it won't be available until they, you know, until other companies kind of get in there and, and start, uh, start, you know, developing stuff for it. So it's not something that we're likely going to see anytime soon because it's still in, like, the product is still in development, really. So really it kind of comes down to, you know when it's released is it go like are they going to be in this in a situation where uh you know where where they've you know still got enough goodwill with with the public that you know developers going to be are going to be interested in getting on board with this sort of technology because i can i right. can guarantee you that especially now that it's been it's it's essentially been hacked and it, you know people are going to be second guessing it uh, that means that you know the fact, the very fact that people are going to be second guessing it is going to make businesses second guess whether or not they're going to support it. Uh, so it's kind of like this really kind of catch twenty two situation. They need they need developers and they need people to get in, on board to to build good things for the for the platform to make it something that you know that people want to buy and that people want to uh, people want to use and it makes people want to go out and spend that money uh, regardless of you know of the possibilities of um, you know being hacked or anything like that. Uh, but then on the other hand, you know, the, the people, uh, people aren't going to go out and, and, and buy it until there's really something that's amazing about it. Yeah. And you know them, what, you know, you, you know, what would solve all of Google's problems. What would that be? If, if they send us a couple and then yeah, you know, they we, should. Could, we, we could find that, that one good thing about it. We could, we'd spend, I'd, I'd devote all of my time, all of my time, no, Google, no, no, no. all of it. You, you would devote 23 hours out of 24 of your time. Well, I guess because, a guy's got to sleep. Exactly. Yeah, and also sexy times. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to throw that in there one more time. Yeah, look, uh, you know, it's. I, I think we'll. I think we'll see where this goes. I like the idea, and I want this sort of th this sort of technology to take off and become something that people want to use. Uh, but as it stands, it's just. Like it's 
I guess it's too dangerous. Like it's yeah. it's well, you know, it's it's one of those things. I th- I think wearable computing is kind of where where the tech is heading because you know there's it's, yeah. there's rumors of everyone doing you know uh, of Apple doing an iWatch and rumors of Microsoft doing one as well and yeah. You know, so so that type of thing is is somewhat popular. It's just remains to be seen if Google Glass is the is the way it's going to be. You know, it, yeah. it may be something else. It, you know, like I I still think wearable you know wearable electronics is is going to be some you know gonna gonna take off. It just maybe just not this way. Yeah, and it could be it could be you know a similar thing to the tablet where uh, this is you know this is the equivalent of Microsoft's attempt to do tablets back in what like the nineties uh, where you basically had those you know laptops that had no keyboard or had a flip around keyboard so that you could hold it as like a as a just the screen yeah. and you used a pen on it and then it ran Windows XP it's kind of like that approach to tablets and so it'll go away for a couple of years uh until we can fit, kind of figure out where like where to take it and what what's what's really you know the real thing that people want out of this sort of technology and then all of a sudden uh some company Apple uh will come out with with the same sort of uh device but it will be like it'll just kind of uh take off hopefully that's the sort of direction that it goes and hopefully that uh, like i really hope that that's the case uh but at this point in time it's it doesn't look good for for the google glass and it's and it like and as a result it doesn't look good for that sort of uh that style of tech uh where you wear something on your on your face Really, really, the, the Google should have just brought out, you know, uh, you know, special gaff tape that you know makes that you can tape your your, your phone directly to your forehead, and that would have solved True. all the problems. So yeah, much I, cheaper. You can yeah, buy a roll and, of this tape for two bucks. Yeah. So you, you have the the phone on your forehead and the connect you can tape to your chest. Yes. Yes. And the projector that you kind of wear as like a backpack that kind of comes over over your shoulders. No, it's, it's a hat. Uh, yeah, no, or a hat. Yeah, I can see a hat working. Absolutely, like it, it would kind of look like one of those, uh, one of those hats that have the beer cans on the side. That's exactly right. <laughs> and so, but they instead of beer cans, projectors, and they and they're dual state of the art dual four K projection systems that that does everything in three D as well. So you can wear the three D glasses, so you can see everything in three D that comes out of that. <laughs> That's uh, good. You can see real life and, in three D. Yeah, you can see. Yeah, yeah, it would be amazing. Imagine how immersive that would feel. <laughs> uh, good times. Good times. Speaking of good times, these good times are at an end. Uh, if you would like to read any of the articles that we've uh, we've mentioned today, we we put all them into show notes and put them on the website for your reading pleasure. Uh, and you can find those at jellyandbean.co forward slash 23, because 23 is the best number. And also, this is that's the number of this episode. But also, it's the best number. Uh, now, if you would like to talk to us about anything, uh, if you would like to uh, chastise me for saying sexy times too much, and I'm sure many people will, or if you'd like to, you know, tell us uh, why Google Glass is amazing or why it's not amazing, or if you would like to tell us why Pacific Rim is amazing, even though we can't really see it yet, uh, you can do so. Just jump onto the website jellyandbean.co forward slash contact and you can fill out a form and it sends us an email and we read everything and we will uh, endeavour to respond you can also talk to us on Twitter because we're there there as well I'm there right now right now 
uh, you can talk to Brandon by tweeting at Brandroid Attack. Yeah. Uh, and I am at Jelly Bean Soup. Uh, guys, excellent episode. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye.